In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who are born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory and the glory as of the father's only son, full of grace and truth. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Merry Christmas again. I'm just uh, excited it's Christmas. It kind of snuck up on me in some ways. Um, as uh, I said earlier, I'm, uh, or I don't know whether I said it earlier, but I'm Father Samuel Schneider. I'm the new priest. I uh, just got out of Ram. Uh, grateful to be here. I wish I could meet all of you face to face and get to learn your name and everything. But unfortunately, with the situation that, you know, that we are, Hopefully it'll happen in due time, right? We'll wait for the right time for that. Until then, you just get to see my, my face, and I get to see your masked face. Uh, but we'll make that work, right? Um, Christmas is such an exciting, uh, exciting time of year, and uh, this Christmas is, of course, no different, even though that it's come about very differently. Right? I remember as a kid being so excited for Christmas, right? You can just think back in those days when, you're, when you were young and Christmas was the best day in the year for many reasons, right? Uh, your parents were maybe nicer to you. I don't know. They get, you know, you got gifts. Uh, you got to eat a whole bunch of cookies and everything else. I mean, you got to listen to cheerful music. You know, it was just a special air, uh, that you're especially sensitive to as a child. But uh, I, some people really continue to keep that. For myself, you know, it, it struggle. now I struggle as, as I get older to appreciate Christmas as much as I did. I don't know why exactly that is, but I, I guess one of the reasons is before as a kid, I got all the gifts and now I've got to give gifts. And it's like, oh, it's not nearly as much fun, right? Uh, one of the other things that you notice, uh, or at least that I notice, is that often we celebrate Christmas uh, all of Advent. Now, Advent isn't Christmas yet, right? As a liturgical season, as a preparation, it's supposed to be a preparation for Christmas. But we're so excited for it that we've often had Christmas parties and made Christmas cookies and eaten them already. We've already shared gifts. And so by the time that Christmas comes, well, yeah, we've already had Christmas. And then after Christmas Day, Christmas is over. This year, though, it's interesting. It's a little bit different. I don't know about you, but I, I haven't went to any Christmas parties. Um, I haven't had any gatherings or anything else. Uh, 
we haven't because of the situation that we're in. And, and actually that helped us to stay in Advent, to wait, to be able to prepare ourselves for Christmas instead of already having it. So I hope in some ways tonight is, is a little bit special for you, right? Being here tonight, to be able to celebrate in a special way, to have a reason to celebrate, right? And I'm grateful to see many you know, people dressed up and I hope that you had a, a, a special evening and tomorrow is another special day because this should be special. It should be a special day, not just one more day in the Christmas season, but Christmas Day. Now, um, one of the things that helps us uh, to understand, be more excited, I think, is to understand the significance of something, right? As, as a kid, we understand the significance of gifts. We understand the significance of cookies, so it's really easy for us to grasp onto Christmas. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, but as adults, right, uh, maybe we still like gifts and cookies, right? Uh, but it doesn't get us as, uh, as excited in that all. And so part of that is to be able to understand, right, to have value and meaning. Well, what is the value and meaning of Christmas when maybe we've moved past uh, cookies and gifts? Well, the heart of everything that we do, everything good in Christmas is because, of course, Jesus Christ, which is so often missed, Right? It's so often missed. The reason why we have anything good in Christmas is because of Jesus Christ. And um, the reading today uh, might have thrown you a little bit off. This is the reading for Christmas Day. And and we're kind of expecting the nativity scene, right? The story about Jesus' birth. But this reading uh, is a beautiful, beautiful text. I mean... uh, I always love preaching the gospel because it's just so powerful getting to read them and proclaim them. And the words here of the word became flesh, light, and darkness has not overcome it. And I think we need to hear that so much today. The significance of Christmas is that light came into the world. That God, who is creator of all the universe, all powerful, came to dwell among us, among us, dirty human beings, sinful human beings, us. He came to be with us. Now there are hypothetically, I always like to think of hypotheticals. Um, Sometimes you can overdo it, but uh, hypothetically, there are other ways in which God could have brought our salvation. He's all-powerful, right? He's all-good. But he chooses the most perfect way. Now, I don't understand exactly all of the situation and everything, but God, in his perfection, said the most perfect way to bring salvation, the thing that humans need more than anything, is not just an easy fix, but I need to come and be with them. And that should make us stop and think about relationships, about what it means that Jesus came to be present with us, that he dwells among us. It's something more than just he needed to accomplish a mission. He didn't just become a child so that he could die and rise again. He did, and that was part of his mission, but part of his mission here as well to become a child 
was to be with us. To remind us that we're never alone, that God is with us, Emmanuel. That he dwells with us. That he cares about us so greatly that he's willing to humble himself in all of his power and majesty and be vulnerable, completely vulnerable. He didn't just put on a meat coat or appear as a human. He became fully human. And as a child in the crib, completely vulnerable to the world, vulnerable to us. And he knew that that was needed to be able to set up a real relationship built on authenticity, genuineness, truthfulness, right? When God says that he knows us, he really knows us. He not only made us, but he is one of us. And that changes everything. We are no longer ever alone. I know that this COVID season as a whole has isolated people again and again and again. And we feel as though this darkness might be overcoming or, or that, you know, it breaks down so many different relationships in so many different ways. Well, we're here this Christmas to remind ourselves that we're never alone. God is with us. Now, he's with us, uh, the Holy Spirit in our baptism, right? He's with us whenever we call upon the name of Jesus, He's with us in one another, um, in our family. Um, and he's also present, uh, why we're so grateful to be able to come to Mass today, is because he's present, continues to be present in another vulnerable way in the Eucharist. Just like he became a child 2,000 years ago, he takes form in a real presence on the altar in the Eucharist. And in complete vulnerability, Right? complete vulnerability so that we might be able to receive him, so that he might be fully present to us when we receive him. And that's an amazing gift, an amazing gift that we should be excited for every single time if we, if we just recognize the, uh, uh, the impact, the power, the significance, the meaning of this gift of presence. Now, one of the other things that um, I kind of think about this great gift of, of presence and vulnerability of Jesus's relationship with us, which I think is, is so key for us to understanding and being able to be open to him. I think it's also for us important during this COVID time uh, to just remind people how important it is to be present to one another. Um, certainly, we want to receive the love of God so that we can share the love of God with others. And in the same way, we want to receive the presence of God so that we can share the presence of God with others, right? Not just ourselves, but the presence of joy, of faith, of hope, of love, right? These things. And one of the ways that surprisingly uh, you wouldn't expect uh, that I'd like to kind of expound upon is the presence of vulnerability. That actually, sometimes we want to be really strong in our presence uh, in the presence of the people around you? Like, no, I'm doing just fine. I'm good. No, no problems at all. We've got it all handled. We're good to go. Well, actually, that doesn't help anybody. Uh, 
One of the best ways to actually build a relationship is being vulnerable. Not, not an inauthentic way, but if you're authentic and genuinely vulnerable in the right way, right? Uh, you know, you don't need to, you should share appropriately, right? We don't want to go overboard, right? So an appropriate amount of vulnerability in genuine, authentic presence. Uh, one of the simple ways uh, that I've learned uh, this past year that I just find fascinating, one of the best ways uh, to actually form new relationships, uh, one of the examples that they gave was uh, a new neighbor. So let's say you move into a new neighborhood, which I'm guessing that you've done a couple times, right? One of the best ways to be able to set up a new relationship with a neighbor is not to try to give them gifts or you know, try to set up something, you know, so that, you, you know, barbecue or something else. One of the most effective ways they've kind of studied this is actually to ask them to help you. To ask them to help you for something, right? Oh, hey, can you help me move this? Can, uh, I don't know how to do this. You know, we're going to be gone. Can you help me out? Fix my lawnmower. Can I do something like that? Something simple like that is an act of vulnerability of saying, I need something. I'm open to that. And if the neighbor is able to help, right, all of a sudden they're being a service and all of a sudden there's a relationship there that's built on so much more, a, a genuineness, a vulnerability. And they actually show that that's actually one of the most effective ways of building a new relationship is that vulnerability. And so I just encourage us during this COVID time when we're isolated, when we feel like people aren't present to us, when perhaps our relationships that we normally have aren't there, uh, to think about maybe the relationships around you. What way maybe you could, could you be authentic and genuinely vulnerable with the people around you so that they might know you a little bit more, to be able to help you a little bit more, and so that your relationship might not just be superficial or getting by, but instead allow it to, to start to be a little bit more. Jesus took the huge step of becoming a baby for us to vulnerably know him. And I hope that we respond in kind, being vulnerable to him. But just as all things with our relationship with God, we also share with one another. And so just encourage you in this, time, in this Christmas time um, to be joyful in the great gift of the presence of Jesus Christ in your life this Christmas, and also to share that uh, with, the, with your family, friends, and people around you.